Warning, this podcast features graphic content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society. And welcome to another episode of True Horror Stories. Tonight we've got some pretty creepy stories about humans who are some of the, if not the, scariest creatures on Earth, in my opinion. And the most dangerous. So, a big thanks to user Minimum Switch, user That's Ridiculous Dude, user my eight Andy Yang and user female underscore cactus underscore and as always a big thanks to our Patreon members and welcome to Maria L Victoria S and Victoria L it is the month of the Victoria so <laughs> thanks guys for subscribing and becoming a member and supporting the podcast, we truly appreciate it. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can find out more at patreon.com slash nightmare society. Um, you can also support the podcast by leaving us a positive review on Apple Podcasts and following and liking the podcast as well as uh, our YouTube. We are typically a weekly on Thursday podcast but it's been hectic around here lately and for the foreseeable future it will be as i have two tiny new humans at home so um i'm releasing as often as i can um check us out on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher podbean pocket cast etc pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast we will be there now Get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of The Nightmare Society. semi-detached house with my mom, dad, and sibling. It was decent-sized, but the most impressive part was the garden, which essentially had three levels. The first level was concrete, the second grass, and the third also grass. I had my trampoline on it. At the very end of the garden was a tree embankment. The area I lived in was somewhat hilly. One morning I woke up to a crackling sound, like a snapped branch. I was worried since a week earlier a tree from the embankment had fallen onto our neighbor's garden. My bedroom was at the back of the house overlooking the garden, so I opened the curtains to see if another tree had fallen. Instead, I saw a guy hiding in one of the trees of the garden. He was pale with 
blonde hair, wearing all black clothing. He was looking directly at me, presumably because he saw the curtains move. He started smirking and moved his finger in a come here motion. I completely freaked out and shouted for my mom and dad to come to my room. I was so scared I physically felt like I could not move. This was super early in the morning, by the way, around maybe 5 a.m., so it took my dad a good 30 seconds to get to my room, at which point the stranger had hidden behind the trees. I remember being really shaken up. I was crying while I told my dad what happened. He went out to the back garden to see if he could spot the guy, but he was gone at that point. A bit of time passed, and I had started to forget about it. Then, about three months later, my mom and I were watching TV together after I had finished school. The doorbell rang, and my mom went to answer the door. I looked out the window of the living room where we sat and saw a white van parked outside. It was the same van as my uncle's, so I walked out of the living room and into the hallway to say hi to him. When I got to the porch where my mom was stood, I realized it was not my uncle. It was the same guy I had seen in the garden a few months prior, and it really freaked me out. He noticed me as I walked behind my mom and gave me the same smirk as when he was in the garden. I wanted to say something to my mom, but I couldn't. I was freaking out inside. Anyway, he just asked my mom if she wanted work done on the driveway. She said no, and he left, got back in the van, and drove off. He didn't give her a business card or anything. The van did not have any company branding, and he didn't knock on any of the neighbor's doors. I told my mom that it was the same guy as soon as he went, and she started to feel uneasy about the situation too. A month or so after that, I got my first job doing the paper round. I had to deliver over 300 papers with my best friend at the time. It was getting towards winter, and it was dark by 4.30 p.m. We'd been doing the job together for around a month, when the one evening after school it was super dark and rainy. We were halfway through delivering the newspapers and a van started following us, driving really slow, at the same pace as we were walking. We clocked that it was following us after about a minute, and we started to panic as I noticed it was the same guy again. We left the newspaper trolley and started walking quite fast up the hill. We were about a 10 minute walk from my house. I rang my mom who made me stay on the line while she left the house to meet us. She told us to go to the corner shop. We were about a minute away from it. When we made it to the shop, the van sped off really fast. The police were called who came to my house for a report and we told them everything. That was the last time I ever saw the creepy stranger, but I still remember what he looks like so vividly. This happened a few days ago. I live in the suburbs of Northern California with my parents in an upper middle class neighborhood. My parents are away for their anniversary so I've had the place to myself for a week. 
So I got home from a late shift at work around 1 a.m. I go inside, shower, then I head to the kitchen to make some buffalo wings for dinner. I crack open a beer and sit in front of the TV. I was sifting through movies to watch on HBO Plus when all of a sudden the doorbell rings. It actually startled me to the point that I jumped off the couch knocking my beer over in the process. It's now 2am and there was no good reason for anyone to be in the door at this hour. I just stared in the direction of the front door for several seconds before it rang again, followed by rapid knocking on the door and window. Now, for whatever reason, I was no longer scared but more annoyed at the fact that some idiot would think it's an appropriate time to be banging on someone's front door. I head over to the front door, unlock the deadbolt, and pull open the front door, leaving the chain in place. In the heat of the moment, I did not think to look out the window first. I just yanked the door open. Standing on my front porch was a woman, around mid-twenties, with long, silky black hair and a purple hoodie with black pants. I said, can I help you? To which she responded with, Yeah, sorry to bother you so late, but my boyfriend and I are having some car trouble, and our phones are dead. We were wondering if you could possibly let us use yours. She pointed up the street to a dark-colored sedan parked underneath the street lamp and said, See, that's us right there. Now, had this been any other person, and I'd have said no, but she looked innocent, like she was a college student. I live in a college town, and it wasn't uncommon for college kids to be out late on a Friday night. I asked her where her boyfriend was, and she said he walked to the gas station to see if anyone had a phone there. I pulled my iPhone out and told her to make it quick as I was about to go to bed. She thanked me and said she'd only take two seconds. She took my phone and dialed a number and put the phone up to her ear. After a couple of rings, whoever she called picked up. And she says, yeah, it's me. I'm borrowing someone's phone. She stopped talking and I could barely make out a man's voice on the other end. Now at this point, I started to feel uneasy. She was taking a lot longer to be done with the phone call and I started to get impatient. The whole time she stood there staring at me with a wide-eyed expression and a creepy smile that looked forced. While this person on the other end kept talking. She finally said, okay, bye, and handed me my phone back. She then asked if she could come inside to use my bathroom. I said no and wished her good luck before shutting the front door. Right as I was about to walk away, I heard her laugh and say, you made the right choice. I looked out the peephole and she was still standing on my porch, but now she had a man standing next to her. He looked to be around her age and was wearing a hoodie and a face mask. The pair then started to circle around my house, banging on my windows and laughing. I did not hesitate to call 911 at this point. They stuck around for several minutes trying to get in through my back door. I had my Glock 19 in hand aimed at the back door with 911 on speaker and was prepared to do whatever I had to do if they got in. They banged on my back door for around 5 minutes before they finally left. I watched them run up the street to that same black sedan I mentioned earlier and take off up the street. The police showed up a few minutes later and took a report. They told me that I was the third person to call them that night reporting a suspicious couple attempting to enter homes. I don't know what they had planned but I'm inclined to believe it was nothing nice. 
Moral of the story is never answer the front door at 2 a.m., especially without looking to see who it is first. I learned my lesson that night. What is up, everybody? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we host Comic Book Club, a weekly live talk show and podcast about comic books, 7 p.m., Crowdcast and YouTube, as well as your regular podcast listening places, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And every week... We bring on the absolute best guests from the world of comic book, right? Comic books, TV, film, we cover everything. You can come be part of the magic and um, uh, lightly insult us throughout our recording Tuesdays at 7 or just listen on your own time. Yeah, We also have comedians on there as well. It's a fun time. Yes, thanks. It sounds like you're having fun, Pete. Uh, Pete actually <laughs> is the guy who hosts our trivia where you can win a $25 gift card to Woo-hoo! Midtown Comics every single week. You can use it in the safety of your own home. Come check us out. We would love to chat with you about comic books. Have a little fun. Talk about some old four-color funnies. Ah, nice. Fresh ref to close it out. This happened some 20 years ago. I was 20, I think. I was going on a road trip of a sort with a really good friend of mine and his family. Our destination was a concert in a country next to ours, but we would be stopping at night to sleep in the camper we drove in. We hadn't crossed the border yet when we stopped at this first campsite for the night. Now it seemed like a pretty family-friendly and safe place, so none of us had our guards up or anything. That night at about 11pm or so, while my friend and his family was getting ready for bed, I went outside to get some fresh air. Our camper was almost completely next to the beach, so I went down to the shore to dip my feet and get some much needed quiet time by myself. On the way there I passed by a beach shack, a detail that will be important later. As I stood there letting the waves lap up on my feet, I noticed the silhouette of a man further down the beach. But it was a public space for campers, so I didn't think much of it. After being absorbed by splashing in the water with my feet and enjoying the moonlight, I decided to make my way back. Of course, it was very dark given the late hour, but I don't scare easily. Now, as a woman in the modern world, I usually do stay on my guard after dark. But that thought never occurred to me since I felt I was in a safe environment so close to the campsite. Anyway, as I was walking back, I noticed that the silhouette of the man further down the beach was gone. But even more worrying was the fact that I was nearing the beach shack I saw that someone seemed to be trying to hide from my view behind it. Immediately, I was on alert and called a friend I knew would be awake. I gave the shack a wide berth while talking loudly to my friend about how she was coming to meet me. After not too long, I got safely back to the campsite and hopped in bed in the caravan. I didn't tell my friend or his family because even though I was scared, there could have been many logical, non-threatening answers to what I saw. I put it out of my mind and the rest of the trip went off without a hitch. 
About a year or so later, I was talking to my friend about the trip and suddenly remembered the creepy experience. As I told him, he slowly got pale, and he told me something his brother had told him and his family over breakfast some months after the trip. That same night after I had gotten back and gone to bed, his brother had gotten up late at night to get some water, but when he passed the window right by his bed, he saw a man standing right there outside looking in the window. As soon as he was seen, the man left, but it definitely creeped out the brother a lot. But just like me, he seemed to put it out of his mind. Now, with both of those stories, it doesn't seem far-fetched that the man was hiding by the beach shack and that he had followed me back. I'm really scared to think about what would have happened if I had been alone. I'm a 19-year-old French student, so please excuse my English. This event happened to me last week. I was heading to my apartment after seeing a friend. I took the tramway at 11.30pm because I didn't feel comfortable walking at night. As soon as I sat down, a man who was already sitting nearby came and sat in front of me. I had a very strange feeling about it, so I told my boyfriend by chat. Then, I stood up to get out of the tram, but the man quickly got out after me. He was weirdly following me, not walking behind me, but next to me. I was getting really anxious, knowing something was wrong. So, I continued to walk to the avenue I live on. I crossed the road, but he didn't, so I thought it was okay. But a few seconds after, he crossed the road too was walking behind me again. Then he passed me and was walking in front of me, so I thought I was just being paranoid and that he was just walking his way too. But near my building, he stopped and waited until I met him. He asked me if I had a boyfriend and all. I told him that I did, and good evening, as polite as I could be. He proceeded to leave in front of me, so I was walking slower for him to be further from me and to make sure he didn't know I was almost home. I turned into the little pathway heading to the lobby of my building, but I was still anxious about this man, even though he did continue to walk on. I thought I had put my keys in my pocket, but they were in my bag. I was shaking so much that I tried multiple times to grab them. I managed to get them, and I opened the magnetic door, but thought of closing the door immediately after me in case the man wanted to follow me in. The door was closed, but the magnetic system wasn't on yet, so he ended up running into it and pushed it violently with these huge, horrific eyes looking at me. The door was made of glass, so I saw everything. That's when I knew I was getting into real trouble, so without even thinking, I screamed as much as I could, and I think that's what saved my life. Immediately, the man ran to me pushed me hard on the ground, and started to choke me really hard. I was too stunned because I wasn't prepared for such a violent attack. While he was choking me, I couldn't scream at all or even breathe, and nobody was coming, so 
and really thought I was going to die, looking into his big, bulging, evil eyes staring directly into mine with this pure hate. I'm a small person, so I wasn't able to really do anything with my arms at all to help myself. It felt like an eternity, of course, but I don't think it was really that long, and I lost consciousness for a moment. When I opened my eyes again, he had just ran out, and I saw the caretaker's wife beside me. The caretaker was chasing after the man, but didn't manage to get to him. He came back and called the police, and they caught the man within 10 minutes thanks to our description. I really don't know why he did that to me, because when he attacked me, he didn't sexually assault me or rob me, which would have been easy. I can't understand that his only goal was to kill me. I'll never be thankful enough to my caretaker who came to help me and save my life, because nobody else in the building called the police or tried to help. The man was judged three days later, and he's in jail now, but denies everything. Even though the caretaker and I both identified him, and there is video proof of him following me. So, to the man that randomly tried to kill me, let's not meet again. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you ever are on YouTube, head over to our YouTube and subscribe because uh, hopefully we'll be getting some, some more stuff over there up and going. But we also have pretty much our entire library of episodes on YouTube, which is, I think, the only place that that exists right now. Um, so if you're looking for some older episodes, head over there and check it out. And until next time. Sweet. 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 Sweet.